Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Out of Water podcast, hosted by yours, Mr. Frankie. How you doing? How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing good. I've had a little bit of fun setting up today, actually. I've been on the old Discord of Rooney, talking to Steve, who's one of my um, supporters and listeners and friends. My real friends. Yay. So everybody's doing good. <laughs> what about five minutes of off-air action? It's been great. But I hope everybody's doing good today. It is. What, what is it today? It's Friday, the 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of November for some other reason or not. I don't quite remember the 5th of November. It looks like I bloody forgot. <laughs> but anyway, I hope everybody is doing well. It's a bit cold today, and that's something you won't hear me saying very often, but it is. It's bloody cold out there today. If you're going to go outside, make sure you wrap up. It's freezing. Absolutely frozen today, but guess what? Guess what? I'm still wearing my shorts. I'm committed. I'm a committed man. I wear my shorts very proudly. Very proudly and quite loudly. <laughs> So if you're wondering where I've been, done a little bit of a gap again. I don't really want to talk too much about my private life and make it not private anymore, but I've had a few health issues in the family. So those who need to know, uh, obviously know. But yeah, my daughter's had a bit of a rough time and it's been in a horrible few weeks, to be perfectly honest. It's been pretty dreadful. So I've had to take a little bit of time off because family first. Um, so yeah, it's just been one of those things that's been un, un, obviously not predicted. Unforeseeable is the word, isn't it? I didn't see it, so it's unforeseeable. Um, so I just couldn't really help it. So I've had to kind of like prioritize and just take a massive step back again from everything. So I do apologize. I was actually, the crazy bit about it was, I was actually set up to do a YouTube live um, the morning it kind of all happened. <laughs> I was literally set up, all my equipment was set up, I was about to go live and talk to everybody over on the um, the old YouTubes. And yeah, all the crap happened and it was kind of like, whoa, this is kind of happening pretty quick. So I had to stop, just about to hit the go live button and then I had to stop. And um, I caused a lot of confusion because apparently, let me have a quick look, but apparently if you go over to my YouTube channel, the good old Frankie's Aquatics, and you search it out, and there was a YouTube live video, but it obviously isn't working because the live never happened. Now, I would just remove it to stop the confusion. However, unfortunately, it doesn't show up on my side, so I can't delete it. So I'm getting a lot of um, people messaging me saying, how have I missed it? When, when did you go live? And um, yeah, it's right there on the search. <laughs> oh God, it's crazy. So yeah, it says going live, let's be frank because that's what I was calling let's be Frankie. Um, and unfortunately, it's never happened. So that was a week ago. A week ago! And it's never happened. And unfortunately, people, I do apologize. But there's absolutely no way of me deleting that. Because like I said, it doesn't show up. It's kind of strange. It doesn't show up on my channel. Um, for me, anyway. It says it was scheduled, <laughs> scheduled to go live on the 25th of October, 2021. Yeah, never happened. I can only apologise. But I hope everybody else is doing good. I mean, I'm doing all right now, and so is thankfully, thankfully my daughter as well. It's just been a bit of a a bit of a scrappy do couple of weeks, to be perfectly honest. I just do you know what annoys me is every time I sort of plan like stepping stones and things to do, things go wrong. So I think what I'm going to do is not say anything anymore and just do things by the element of surprise. Like, well, I'm back, <laughs> and just not announce that I'm coming back. Because every time. I put into place things to do in order to come back. Something goes wrong. So I'm not doing that anymore. So just don't be surprised one day 
if you log into your old YouTubers and I'm <laughs> YouTubers, that sounds a bit rude. <laughs> you log into your old YouTube and it's just me. Like, hello. I know it's been a while. I can only apologize. <laughs> so I've got some fun things I want to talk about this week. This is something that a few people do know, but not everybody knows. But me, I've been working on something pretty top secret for quite a while. And I've hinted it so much. And I'm really crap at secrets. And I mean by crap. I don't like keeping secrets, or at least fun ones. I'm pretty reliable otherwise. But if it's a fun secret and someone says, I've got something really cool to tell you, and I'm like, oh, what is it? And then they tell me, and I go, oh, brilliant. You can't tell nobody, though, can you? Don't tell a soul. I'm like, why did you tell me? <laughs> this is far too good not to share. I don't tell anybody. I'm not one of them sort of people. But um, it is quite hard work for me not to sp not to spill the beans, if you will. So, again, some of you might already know because I've dropped a few hints, but I am going to be on the TV. I'm actually going to be on primetime TV. So next week, which is, um, well, it's this week coming. So it is Sunday the 7th of November. If you tune in to the UK channel of ITV, I think it's at about half past five. For some reason, I haven't got the time. Let me have a quick look. Um, Quick look. Uh, what time? What time are you on the telly box? Will you let me know, please, so I can hit record? That's what everybody will be saying to me if I don't tell a time. So I'm going to be on the telly on Sunday at half past five, so five thirty-five p.m. over on the ITV. I'm going to be on Crime Watch now. <laughs> I'm not going to be on Crime Watch. That's a little bit of a funny joke. Uh, I'm actually going to program a new program on primetime TV called The Pet Show, which is basically, they're advertising it as, um, they've basically said it's the equivalent of Top Gear, but for animal lovers. So it's like a, a weekly show hosted by Derm O'Leary and Joanna Page, I believe the lady's name is, from Gavin and Stacey. Um, and yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it was basically recorded quite a while ago. I basically had a whole camera crew kind of come to my home and basically record me for the day, doing what I'd normally do. A bit strange. They had some really funky equipment as well. It was really cool. Um, and then I was told not to talk about it. They just went, shh, don't tell anyone. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they just went, yeah, don't tell anyone, not yet, the secret. And I was like, oh, not another secret. <laughs> So I am going to be on the old telly. So if you do want to watch, um, tune in to The Pet Show on ITV uh, this Sunday, which is the 7th of November um, at 5.35pm. Um, if you do happen to miss it and you want to see what my big hairy face looks like on the big old screen, um, it will be available on the ITV hub there shortly afterwards. And then obviously for my international listeners, as soon as it becomes available more widely, um, I will obviously share it with you as well. Because I do have quite a large following in America, which is bloody amazing. So anyone that's listening from America, howdy, mate. That was dreadful. Um, do you want to swap for a bit? I quite like America. Um, the UK is getting a bit boring. Do you want to, want to trade for a couple of weeks? Have a, you know, like a bit of a holiday swap sort of thing? I don't know, just an idea, just an idea. <laughs> Can I drink me tea? One second. Yeah, because like I said, it's a bit cold today. So, um... I'm stocking up on the old hot drinks while I rock out in my shorts and my hoodie. Um, so yeah, one more that this is something I've been working on for ages. So this has been the big thing that I've not been able to talk about until now. Um, 
So hopefully you will be as excited. I mean, I haven't seen it. This is the scary bit, right? I know it with me on it, and I did a lot of recording, did a lot of talking as well, which isn't like me, is it? Let's be honest, I'm not one for talking, me. <laughs> but um, I had no, I had no, um, no creative control over it. They just basically followed me around for the day, which was great. The, the, the team were lovely, really nice team of people. They recorded pretty much the whole day of what I get up to, and then they interviewed me and my two daughters as well. Um, it was fantastic, but I haven't had a chance to see it. I didn't get an opportunity to watch it before it aired. So when we watch it together on Sunday, that'll be the first time I'm seeing it as well. And if I'm honest, I'm a little bit scared because obviously when I'm doing my YouTube stuff, I've got complete creative control over that. Whereas this on this occasion, no control whatsoever. So yeah, I'm a little bit scared. I just hope, I really hope they get the message across because I don't want to basically cause a bit of a frenzy to encourage people that haven't done enough homework to go out and get an axolotl. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is stress that, yes, while they are absolutely amazing little critters, 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 um, a lot of work goes into them. They're not an easy pet to care for. And um, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, miss the mark with that. They go to a local pet store, they see this little cute prehistoric looking creature staring back at them with a big derpy smile and then they make a purchase and then they get home thinking, oh, I'll keep this for a couple of years. I'll keep this fish for a couple of years because everyone thinks the fish. And um, then they start doing a bit of Google Googling and they realize they can live for like 10 years and then it gets a little bit more daunting. It's a bit more of a commitment, isn't it? Um, and it spooks a lot of people. And then obviously they've got quite designed uh, quite limitations to what you can obviously feed them as well. And then all of a sudden, this cute little spontaneous purchase becomes quite part of your routine. And then unfortunately, as we're all learning together, that's when obviously they try to rehome them. And then there's a massive surge spike in axolotl rescue as well. So while I fully encourage people that genuinely want an axolotl, all I do ask is make sure you do your homework. And that's pretty much what I tried to get across in the... Um, in the TV show, I don't know how long it's going to be on for the segment. I'm not on the whole half an hour to an hour. I think I'm on for about five or ten minutes if I'm lucky. Um, but I did make it very clear that I really wanted to stress the importance of doing things right. Because it's really easy, unfortunately, to do things wrong. It's just too easy, isn't it? We just get things on a whim and we just don't quite know what we're doing. And then before we know it, we've bitten off a bit more than we can chew. So I just really hope, I know obviously you're going to have to edit things out and chop things down and make things look pretty, especially this big fat hairy face. Um, but I just hope they don't miss the mark. I hope they do it justice because basically I just wanted to get it across the importance of doing things right when it comes to your axolotls. But here's hoping. I've got a good feeling it's going to be good. Um, I watched the first episode, which was on last week. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was. I mean... I felt a bit weirded out because I knew I was going to be part of it next week. So I kind of watched it with a little bit of apprehension. Uh, that's the right word, isn't it? Apprehend Is it apprehension? Why don't that sound right when I say it? Apprehension. <laughs> but yeah, I watched it with a little bit of like, with my blinkers on a little bit because I'm a little bit nervy. Because yeah, like I said, while you're watching it, me and, my will, me and mine will be watching it too. It's a little bit daunting, but I hope you can all stick around and watch it. And thank you to everybody who has been on The Secret with me. I know my lovely Patreon supporters have known about this for a long time. Um, so I hope you'll enjoy it if you get to see it as well. 
Um, and yeah, let's just see what it goes, see what it's about. Let's have fun with it. And then obviously when I, when I can, I'll be sharing it around on my social media as well. So do be sure to keep a lookout for that. Um, I've also made a few little notes here that I wanted to talk about before we jumped into the usual news and agony aunt stuff that I wanted to kind of echo over. Um, so it's a little bit of a spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen the new Halloween movie, you might want to skip forward a couple of minutes. I don't want to spoil it for you. I mean, I'm not going to spoil the story as such. We all get the gist, don't we? Little crazy Michael Myers has got to a big crazy Michael Myers. He's going around trying to get trying to get all his family like murked off. So we, we kind of know the gist of the umbrella. We know which way the rain falls when it hits that brolly. But um, I was really excited for this Halloween. I'm not going to lie. Um, and every year, I always watch a Halloween movie without fail on Halloween. It's just something I've done since I was about 14, 13. Um, and I hadn't seen the latest new movie that's literally just come out, obviously, for Halloween. And I was like, I really want to see it. I want to go to the movies and see it. Um, but obviously, I ended up being stuck indoors with everything that's been going on these past couple of weeks. So I watched it at home. I streamed it. It's obviously available online as well. So I um, I watched it online. And I don't know what it is. But for me, Spiky Mike, as I call him, um, he is terrifying because he just pops up when you least expect it. He's just all of a sudden there, stood there. Here I am with my slightly looking Mariah Carey mask. <laughs> and I'm here to, to cause some mischief. And occasionally he's a little bit of a prankster as well. Because I don't know, but I think it's Halloween 2, I think it's in, where um, he goes and butchers out a whole family in a house and he puts a bed sheet on his head. I thought that was pretty impressive. I don't quite know what I like more. The fact that Michael Myers took his time out to get a bed sheet, cut some aisles in it, pop it over his head, um, and then put glasses on over the bed sheet, or closely followed by E.T. Um, that dressed up as a woman for some random reason in part of the E.T. extraterrestrial movie. E.T. himself walks out in a, in a woman's outfit. He's got a hat on. He's got a wig on. He's got a dress on. He's got some... Um, He's got some pearly white necklace on. It just I don't know where I don't know where that came from, but it did, and I'm glad that it did because it was absolute genius. Um, but I don't quite know what I like better. <laughs> what worked better was it the was it Halloween or was it the fact that ET turned up dressed like a woman? I don't know. You're gonna, you're gonna have to. You're gonna. I'm actually gonna do it as a poll. I'm gonna do it on this podcast. I'm gonna leave it as a poll at the end of it. So if you if you listen to this on Spotify, go at the end and vote for what you think's better. ET dressed as a woman which I think is absolute genius by anyone who wrote that into the script, or or the fact that... Josh, what are you doing? Just skip on. Come on. Thank you. My son has decided to come in and do a bit of house maintenance while I'm doing my podcast. Um, or the fact that, obviously, Michael Myers took his time out to put some eye holes in a bed sheet and thought that was a good idea. So I'm going to actually do that. It's going to be a poll on the um, on Spotify, so do be sure to check it out and have a listen. Um, so yeah, and the second thing I wanted to talk about, um, well, I, I'll talk a bit more about the Halloween thing first, but for me, I think they kind of missed the mark. It seems to me, you lived your life like a candle in the wind. It seems to me that nowadays, whenever they remake any kind of horror movie classic, they have to feel the need to kind of explain why they are the way they are. Now, the Rob Zombie movies, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies did this. They kind of talked about why Mikey Mike was a psychopathic childlike murderer thing that killed all his family. And I was a bit like, do we have to explain this? 
do we really have to explain why he's a can he not just be a nutter that just decided to kill his family? You know, sometimes when you're playing a board game and you roll the dice and then for whatever reason, the dice don't sit quite right and he don't know what the number is. He's that. Can he not just be a spontaneous killer without any reason or any need for any real deep explanation? Unfortunately, the Rob Zombie movie, Halloween movies did kind of spoil that a little bit. They were trying to like paint him out. Here's the reason why he was the way he was. And I was like, don't do that. We don't need to know. We're here to watch horror movie. We're not here to watch a documentary. Do you know what I mean? Not a crime thriller. It's horror movie. <laughs> Can we just not leave it and let it be what it is? I don't know. I don't know why they did that. But um, and unfortunately, I feel this Halloween Kills that's just come out. I feel I, again, I'm, I'm going to try and keep it as spoiler free as I can. But there's one particular scene that I have to talk about because it annoys me so much. And it's the scene where he manages to evade the burning house at the end of the last movie. It pretty much picks up where it left off, right? And Spiky Mike, he's obviously got himself locked in the ass. The ass is burning down around him. And then the fire crew fly in to help him. Well, not help him, but to basically put the house out and rescue the house in case there's anybody in there. Um, so they go in there, not knowing Spiky Mike's playing a little bit of trapdoors down in the cellar. Anyway, long story a bit short, he gets out. Now, there's a bit where I'm like, oh, here we go. He's going to get out, typical horror movie style, disappear. And then he's going to just reappear like, hello, unfinished business. And I'd have been like, yeah, here he is. Here's the slasher that we all know and love. But no, no, unfortunately, what they did is they did this sequence where Spiky Mike came. I love calling him Spiky Mike as well. Where Spiky Mike just emerges from the burning building with very little damage to him, apart from a little bit of a melted mask. And then obviously there's an army of like, I think there's about eight or nine fire officers outside the building. And they're like, what the fuck's that? It's just walked out of a burning building. Now, at that point, if Michael was much of a talker, it'd have been a bit like a Freddy Krueger, I reckon. He'd been like, it's me, bitches. <laughs> but he didn't. He doesn't talk. He's not much of a talker. He just walks out and we think, whoa, Oh, what's going to happen here then? And then unfortunately for me, this is where they dropped the ball. Because what they did here is they went on a little bit of a... a nin it wouldn't have looked out of place in a Ninja Turtle movie. It was just over the top. Mikey Mike comes out of the ashes, gets an axe, and just basically has this sort of like ninja sequence where he just butchers everybody. And it for me, it was just like, really? Did we need to do that with Michael? Did we really... We've got Freddy Fastfingers with his blades. Freddy Krueger, he slashes people up like, wah, 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 makes sushi out of him. Did we really need to see Spiky Mike do something similar? I don't know. I think they missed the mark with me. I mean, the story itself ain't bad. I'll give it that. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty much a Michael Myers nut. He genuinely scared me as a kid, and I've loved the movies ever since. But for me personally, I just felt they missed the mark a little bit. It was too much of an explanation as to why he's a nutter. Why can't he just be a psychopathic nutter? We don't want his backstory. I'm not really bothered. If he wrote an autobiography, I wouldn't read it. Well, I probably would, to be fair. No, I'll take that back. <laughs> if Spiky Mike put down that blooded knife and picked up an inking pen and wrote an autobiography, I'd be the first one to read it. But would I dare get it signed? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, for me, I don't know if anybody else has seen it yet, but let me know what you think of it. Um, again, always reach out at outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com for anything podcast related to get in contact with the show. Um, but yeah, for me, it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't by far the worst one I've seen. 
at the Halloween series, but it was a bit of a lacklustre. It was just all right. It wasn't. It didn't make me jump. It didn't spook me. Um, it didn't leave me guessing where it would go in. It was kind of predictable. And yeah, it was a bit average. It was a bit average. That's probably a better word for it. It was a bit average. Um, but yeah, anyway, so now moving on uh, to the Chucky TV series. I'm probably boring the shit out of you poor people that don't like horror movies and stuff like that. But I have to do homage to the boy Chucky. I absolutely love Child's Play. Um, I've been an absolute fanatic since as far back as I can remember. Um, Chucky has always been my my dude. I love him. And I don't just love him for the obvious reasons that he's like a child killer, crazy, um, demonic doll. I like the fact that he's quite funny. <laughs> he's quite comical. Um, and I just like that about him. He's quite funny. Now, the TV series has just come out. I don't know if anybody knows about this, because if, if I'm honest, at least in the UK, it hasn't really, if unless you're on social media, it hasn't really been massively advertised. Um, it's just been a little bit here and there dropped around on social media. So if you're not using those sort of platforms, you probably wouldn't even know about it. Um, but yeah, this new Chucky TV series has come out. And me being a Chucky Boy fan, I absolutely love it. It pays a lot of homage to the original story. It kind of amps up the story in places that probably need a little bit more amping. Um, it's a lot of Easter eggs for the, like, the diehard Child's Play fans. And his, his sense of humor is absolutely golden. Honestly, it's golden. I'll give one little spoiler away for those that haven't seen it, but there's an episode where Chucky decides to kill the family cat, which many people alone will be horrified with that. But yeah, he decides to kill the family cat and they're having an, he's having an argument with another cast member. And the boy's like, why did you kill him? And he was like, oh, he's an arsehole. He deserved it. Blah, 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 Chucky is. And then the guy's like, yeah, but he was my dad. And he's like, your dad? I thought you were on about the cat. <laughs> now, I don't do it no justice. You have to watch it to get the joke. But it was absolutely hilarious. It made me laugh to the point where I had to pause it for laughing. It was absolutely golden, honestly. It was so good. But anyway, enough horror story talk. Um, Steve just jumped in over on Discord and put, they don't make them like they used to. Do you know what, mate? You're absolutely on the money. They don't. They really don't. For me... I think they concentrate too much nowadays on, again, backstory, um, explaining everything in so much detail, which you don't need to do, do you? When it comes to a slasher movie, no disrespect, a classic slasher movie back in the day, right, was a woman making out with a boyfriend in the car, a little bit of titties. We all like a bit of titties. It's a classic with horror movies. Um, and then a slash and a gash, and away you go. No explanation. Wham, bam. I've chopped off your nips, and I'm on my way to my next one, my next victim. But nowadays, it's like, oh, what's the backstory? Why have they done that then? It makes no sense that he just killed her for no reason. There must be a psychological... Just leave it. It's a horror movie. Let's just all enjoy it and embrace it for what it is, please. Because, um, yeah, it does, kind of, it does kind of lose its shine when you have to explain things. Um, there is a very brief moment in a few of the movies, actually, where um, they explain things in just too much detail, which, again, don't add up to the original story. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up, because I'm going to go on about this for hours. So I'm going to politely move on. Um, and, yeah, because I will. I'll get, on a, I'll get on a horror movie rant, and that'll be it for about an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> we don't want that, do we? Enough of the horror movies, Frankie. I can't take it no more. You're spoiling it for everybody else that hasn't seen it. Just to let you know, Sixth Sense, I'm not... <laughs> 
Someone thought that for me years ago, you know. Someone literally sport that movie for me. It'd only been out a couple of weeks. And one of my mates managed to see it early. And he was like, oh, have you seen it? I went, it's been out about five minutes, mate. Of course you haven't seen it. Oh, mate, the twist at the end where the boy... I'm like, shh, don't say nothing. Please don't say nothing. The thing is for me, when I, when I go to say spoiler alert, do you know when like, you're telling someone, like, have you seen so-and-so on TV? Or have you seen this new series on the Netflix and chill? Or have you seen that movie that's just come out? And I'm always the one that goes... When I, my brain says, oh, do the spoiler alert things, that'll be fun. Give people the heads up that it's a spoiler alert. But I don't know. I always go boner alert. I just <laughs> it's that little bit where your brain don't connect to your mouth. I've done it a few times with a few friends, luckily good friends that know I'm a bit mental. And I go, oh, boner alert, by the way. And they're like, you fucking what? Boner alert? I'm like, no, not boner alert. Spoiler alert. That's what I mean. I'm trying to be down with the cool kids. <laughs> It always gets wrong when I try and fit in with a crowd. It never works. <laughs> anyway, I see Al's in here as well. How you doing? I hope you're here for the long haul. I hope everybody's doing good over on Discord. If you occasionally see me flick back and forth, by the way, um, I am actually talking live directly to my Discord uh, chat server as well. So people that support me over on Patreon get that extra little bit of nugget where they get 10 minutes chat with me before the podcast goes live. And then they get to listen into it live, which is great, isn't it? How cool is that? So if you do see me or hear me reverting back to people that I'm talking to, that is what it is all about. Um, but anyway, so that's enough horror movie stuff. We're going to jump into the headlines of the week. The headlines of the week. Should do that as a like a... A transition audio bitch. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. So anyway, the funny headlines of the week. So here we go. Um, I'm actually gonna oh bit of a bit of um so this week the first headline reads Math teacher uploads lessons to Pornhub. Okay, this is already interesting. Urging students to play hard and study hard. Oh yeah, dirty old man. So I won't mention the man's name. But he's been uploading mass lessons and has amassed a staggering 1.9 million views on the old Pornhub Rooney. Fuck it, I'm on the wrong platform, aren't I? <laughs> Could you imagine some man? Oh, bad hard day at work today. Get me trousers around me ankles. There we go. Right, let's have a little search on the Pornhub. Frankie's Aquatics. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's got the same ring, could you imagine? Hello, you dirty old man, and welcome back with your cock in your hand to the wonderful platform that is Pornhub. Um, no, yeah, Pornhub. How messed up would that be? Oh, Jesus. Just putting my innocent axolotls out there for old men to stare at. I love how I associate Pornhub with old men. Let's be honest, porn is pretty mainstream these days, and I still go, oh, dirty old man. Oh, yeah, dirty old man. If anything, women are worse. <laughs> I'm not having the women getting away with it anymore. We know what you get up to when we're not around. We know. We see the evidence. There is a such thing called search history, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. Swig of me tea. Oh, dear. Right, so here we go. Carry on. So he's got 1.9 million views. Now, views isn't quite subscribers. So I don't know how that works. I mean, can he make any revenue off that? Add revenue, because if he can, he's rolling in the dough. Uh, so the gentleman is a maths teacher, and he's been uploading videos, um, tutoring lessons on Pornhub. 
and they've become a great, great success on the adult film website. The gentleman who goes by his username, which I won't give you because you dirty mares will all go searching for him with your private parts in your hand. <laughs> He's a Taiwanese professor and now gained... Oh, he's got subscribers. He's got 7,000 subscribers. That don't quite add up to his views, does it? So someone's, someone's telling me that he's being a fan for all the wrong reasons. Someone's sat there going, oh, what's me kink today then? I tell you what, oh, dirty maths teacher. Put in maths teacher in the old search bar up there. And he actually coming up with a maths lesson. <laughs> You imagine the disappointment. You're sat there with your kecks around your ankles, 15 minutes alone in the home, and then you think, oh, I'll get one in quick. And then, right, today, children, we're going to do the five times table. <laughs> Don't ask me why the fuck he'd be saying children on a Pornhub website, but hey-ho, there you go. Uh, but yeah, he's got 7,000 subscribers, which doesn't tell me very much. I think people are finding him by a complete mistake. Um... So people have described the clips as life-changing. Okay. Um, so basically, he, he uploads fully. He's, he's, got his, he's got his clothes on. He's not even doing it in the buff. He's got all his clothes on, and he's actually doing math lessons on Pornhub. Is that even... A, can you even do that? I don't even... I'm, I'm not going to search him. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give... I'm not going to give him that view. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> but can you actually do that? Because surely, once he gets a bit of a following... Pete, well, the people over at Pornhub will go, hmm, this guy's well, he's got his clothes on, so that's a that's a red light straight away. Um he doesn't touch himself at any point throughout his mass lesson, does he? No, not that we're aware. Well, that's another red light. <laughs> I'm sure he's not meant to be on Pornhub. Um, and his slogan only get him off so far, wouldn't it? I mean, his slogan is what's he say? Play hard, study hard. Get it on a t-shirt, maybe you can sell a couple of t-shirts, but apart from that, you're pretty limited, aren't you? But yeah, he's got 7,000 subscribers. He's wrapped over nearly 2 million views. Um, and he's also... Oh, here we go. This is where he gets his dosh. He's a clever man. He's a clever man, is this man. Um, he offers private tuition. So tutoring services that are privately... Um, you can privately book him. Now, I don't quite know what his clientele will be like with the fact that he's obviously pulling people out from Pornhub. Because you're not telling me, if I got caught, let's say I was a teenager back, let's say in this day and age, I was a teenager looking for a bit of smut. And my mum walks in on me on Pornhub and I go, don't worry, mum, just doing me maths homework. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work, is it? There's no way in a million months of Sundays that people go on Pornhub to try and study maths. It just doesn't work that way. So, um, yeah, a little bit confusing to say the least. But hey, listen, it's working out for him now. And obviously with, bit, with it being in the media as well. He's going to get himself a couple more views. I am, I'll be honest with you, I am quite intrigued to go and search him. I'm not going to, because I have a heavy feeling that my search history will regret it. Um, I was just asked, no, this is true, see? Uh, laughing over on Discord, asking if he's teaching naked. He's not. He's fully clothed. He's actually, there's a photo of him. He's stood in front of his chalkboard with his chalk. He's got his chalk in his hand. Oi, oi! <laughs> but apart from that, no, he's, he's, he's actually doing proper maths. I mean, he probably... Listen, he could probably teach me a thing or two. He probably could. But um, I don't think I'm going to go looking on Pornhub for him. <laughs> it's a strange one, though, isn't it? I wonder. Oh, I've sussed him. He got himself caught out, didn't he? He was on there. He was chalking his chalk, if you know what I mean. Aye, aye. And his missus caught him. And he was like, hey, no, calm down. 
Calm down, it's all good. I have a very, very, very logical reason as to why I'm here, half naked, <laughs> on a Thursday morning, with me laptop, alone, or at least I thought I was, um, on the old, uh, what's, what's the website called? You know very well what it's called, Pornhub. Oh, that's the one? Look, just calm down, watch what I'm doing. I'm helping the kids, all right, watch. Upload. What are you uploading on there? My math degrees. <laughs> He's been caught in the deed, and that's the way he got out of it. I'm telling you now, that's the backstory. We know it, fellas. That's the backstory. We know it. That's exactly what happened. Anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on to the next headline. So the next headline reads, would you try it? What, uploading porn? Um, master porn, or probably not. No, would you try it? Diners offered human meat burger that resembles human flesh. Resembles. So it's not human flesh then. Ever wondered what it would be like to be a cannibal? Um, that's how the article goes, by the way. I, I can't say I have. I can't say I have. No, never entered my head. Never. Never, n not for me. Not, not my kink, I suppose. Anyway, curious diners in Sweden uh, were recently given the chance to find out without actually having to eat human flesh. Well, technically, then, they haven't, have they? You can't fucking chisel an apple into the shape of a pea and go, there you go, you've got a pea. No, it's still an apple. Uh, a company in Sweden created a burger that tasted like human flesh as part of... Ooh, as part of a temporary cannibalistic-like offer last week. Now, who the fucking hell is doing their homework to get that right? Who is? Uh, that? That's the concerning bit here. Who's going, let me try the recipe once more, Roger. No, 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 no. No, 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 that's for, that's sheep. We're looking for feet, not sheep. <laughs> Did you not read the memo? We're not looking for sheep. We have lamb for sheep. We're looking for feet. Human feet. <laughs> so people are offered the chance to discover what they may taste like after the human meat burger was launched by world-renowned company. Oomph. That's not me burping. That's the name of the company. Uh, fortunately, Oomph is a plant-based company. Oh, here we go. Which means that no humans were actually harmed in the making of its production. These are the people that get mushrooms fiddle around with him for a couple of hours and go, sausage. <laughs> no, it's not sausage. It's mushrooms shaped like a sausage. If I stand there on one leg and put my arms up like a chicken, I'm not a fucking flamingo. I'm still a human looking like a bit of a twat. Doesn't make me a fucking flamingo, does it? <laughs> I don't get it. Listen, I've got no beef at all. Hey, I've got no beef. Hey, neither of the vegans. I've got no problems with the vegans. I just don't understand why vegans feel the need to tell you that they're vegans. That's the bit that confuses me. I've got a few vegan friends, and every time I see them, they go, by the way, Fran, I've told you I'm a vegan. I'm like, fuck, great for you, mate. <laughs> you need to tell me to send you a vegan card on your vegan birthday. You know what to do? You need to tell me about it. I don't tell you I eat meat. Oh, by the way, Jeffrey, long time no see, my fellow. Guess what? I had a McDonald's for me breakfast. Oh, that's nice. I thought I'd let you know, seeing as you tell me about your fucking meat-shaped mushrooms that you eat all the time. Um, so fortunately, Oomph is a plant-based company, just to clarify. 
no humans were harmed in the making of the production. Not the best bit is. This is the hilarity of it, right? If you go, is right. No humans were harmed in the making of this burger. The majority of us would go, I don't give a shit, mate. <laughs> well, we, we kind of work like that. We know. We're not stupid. We don't think you're carving up humans in the back. But if you go, don't worry, only 17 sheep were harvested. You fucking what? You're hurting animals now, are you? Is that what it's come down to? You butchering animals for this fucking human burger? For your little experiment over there? What the fucking... We go crazy, don't we? We go absolutely crazy. The love we have for animals is paramount. It's unbelievable. I love it. I love animals. Animals... I love more animals than I do humans, to be honest with you. Um, they're just so pure, aren't they? Or at least most of them. Until you go to the zoo and you get that crazy monkey that just stands there masturbating at you. That's a bit weird. Um, but on the grand scale of things, animals are amazing. They're so pure... So there's no hidden agenda with them. They just are what they are. And there's a video going around on social media at the minute of a, an orangutan. And he's playing on this like apparatus, like a swing thing. And it swings around and it clops him. Boom! Right in between his eyes. And the little thing cries. Or at least we interpret it as crying. He's obviously he's obviously expressing the fact that it hurt. And he starts going, meh, meh. That's his little cute noise. And I'm just like, why is nobody hugging him? <laughs> and that's a very human thing to do. But someone hugged the hug, hug the um, orangutan and just tell him he's going to be all right, please. He needs a fucking hug. We're so passionate when it comes to animals, or at least the majority of us with good hearts are anyway. Um, but animals are pretty amazing. Anyway, the company has said they launched the burger to promote a show. Uh, to, no, to promote, to show people on how to eat. Here we go. Look, pushing the message. To show people can eat plant-based food. Um, and that's why most more people should go vegan. Now, the thing is with that, God, I feel I'm going on a bit of a rampage here against vegans. And believe me, I've got no, I've got no beef with the old vegans. I haven't. I've got no issues with vegans whatsoever. Um, just apart from the little annoyances of if you meet a vegan, they like to tell you that they're a vegan. Interesting one, that is. Um, but again, why do you have to push push a message? I don't mean to be rude. Most of the things that vegans fuck about with and refreeze and go, that's corn. That is, that's corn. That's a corn hot dog. No, that's horrible. That's what that is. You're not disguising it from me. It still tastes like shit. So it probably wasn't all that difficult after all to get the rotten flesh taste. Because most of that corn shit is fucking rotten, I'm telling you. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that horrible stuff. But when it very first came out over here in the UK, uh, my missus decided just to try and fucking trick me into eating it. I was basically working away from home at the time. And I came back after like a week working away. And all I could think about on the way home was spaghetti bolognese that we we're having for tea. I was like, oh, I can't wait. I cannot fucking wait to just wolf that down all day. It was the only thing that were keeping me going all day. Oh, when I get home tonight, fucking hello, made spag bowl. Cannot wait. Woo, like a little kid at Christmas I was. On the way home, buzzing away. Really happy, gets home, chucks my shit on the side, straight in the kitchen, helps the missus finish off the tea. And as I'm kind of stirring the mints, it doesn't look like fucking mints. It looks a bit off, but I'm thinking, you know what, bless her. God loves a trier, and she's tried. I'm happy with that. It's all you can ask for in life, isn't it? So here I am, just enjoying, well, sitting down, ready to enjoy my spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese. And I pick up a big fucking spoonful chuck it into me gums, and it's fucking horrible. It starts melting before I even chewed it. I didn't even need to chew it. It just kind of cried its way into me system. 
it was like eating fucking sludge. It was horrible. And I just kind of took the first mouthful and I was like, no, fucking hell she done to that. How do you make it just disappear? It was like putting fucking rice paper on your tongue. It just vanished. And I was like, what's she done to that? But I didn't want to be rude. I thought, bless her. She's really put her heart and soul into this. Anyway, she's not making eye contact with me. It should have rang alarm bells straight away, to be perfectly honest. And I looks over at her about three or four spoonfuls in. She's wolfing it down, not making eye contact with me. Normally, it's a little thing we do into it as humans. When we're enjoying a meal, if one of the other has cooked it, the person that's cooked it looks over and goes, ah, she food. Are you enjoying it, are you? And then the right thing to do, unless you want a fucking saucepan wrapped around your head, is go, yeah, it's lovely. It's really nice. Thanks. Thanks ever so much for this. Spot on, this is. But I just went, she's not asking me. She's not even looked at me. She's not asking me what I think of it or anything. There's so much sus going on here. So I looks over and I goes, Jem, <laughs> what the fucking hell is this? <laughs> and she was like, it's spaghetti bolognese. It's spaghetti bolognese. She's not, she's not Italian and neither am I, clearly. It is spaghetti bolognese. And I'm like, that is not fucking spag bol. That's rank. That, that melts. I'm not even chewing that. And they had no teeth that have no problem eating that. No chewing involved. If you overcook it, it gets harder. Oi, oi. Um, so you have to chew it more. I didn't know what she'd done. Has she undercooked? Can you undercook it? I don't know. So I'm looking over and I'm, she's not making eye contact with me. She's like, like I've just caught her in a game of Cluedo. I've got her. And I'm like, what's going on here? And she went, don't go mad. And I was like, that's, that's my cue to go mad. What you done to me fucking food? <laughs> And she was like, I tried this new, there's a new brand out. And I thought, oh, I know where this is going. I know where this is fucking going. And I went, go on. Yeah, do you know that, what's it called? Playing mates, I actually can't remember the fucking name of it. What's it called? Do you know that stuff that's just come out? You know, that stuff. And I went, you want about that plant-based shit? She was like, yeah, that's the one. You want about corn? That's the one. It's corn. And I went, it's fucking disgusting. Is what it is. What is that shit? It was horrible. It was little bits of mushroom disguised as mincemeat. It was disgusting. I couldn't eat it. The four or five spoonfuls that I did have went out as quick as they went in. And never again have I looked at corn the same. I'm, I'm, it might have improved by now. It might be magical. It might be the next best thing to bloody God's gift itself. But for me, Jesus Christ, it were disgusting. You couldn't even disguise it with the pasta and the bloody sauce. It was just disgusting. And that's all it is. It's just fungus fucked about with. <laughs> And mess around with it. They basically go, hmm, what are vegans missing from their life? Maybe a burger. I know what to do, Roger. Get me a few mushrooms. I'm feeling creative. <laughs> and they just fucking piss about with it. And they splodge it all up and they fucking pat it all out. They roll it out with a fucking rolling bin. And then they make it look like a burger. And they go, cha-cha, a burger. <laughs> That's not a burger. It's still a mushroom or it's still a fungus. You're not selling that to me. If I went to Mackie D's and I said, can I have a fucking Big Mac and fries? I'm nearly crying here. I need to at least take a drink. One second. I'm drying up here, Roger. <laughs> if I went to... Try again. If I went to McDonald's and had a Big Mac and fries and they served me a fucking mushroom in a bun, I'd be livid. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. Because I've gone to McDonald's to get fat and greasy. I haven't gone to McDonald's to feel slim and proper, ever. Yeah, that's how I feel about corn. If anybody disagrees with me, tough shit. <laughs> now, listen, each to your own. I've got no beef oi, oi, with any kind of vegans or anything of the sort. 
but please don't feel need to tell me that you're a vegan. That's great. I'm glad you're living your best life. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about your veganism. But don't judge me because I decide to eat meat. And I'm, I'm stopping there because we'll have a little riot on our hands, won't we? Anyway, so moving on to the next story. So a Phillips clock ridiculed as sex toy. This is my page is jumping around all over the place here. So Phillips clock ridiculed as sex toy over supple and plump hole design. Oh, oh I can't wait to fucking see this. Um, an alarm clock is going viral after, on Twitter after a user pointed out it is unusually looking. It's unusual looking design, prompting comparison to a sex toy and questions about what the hole in the middle of it is for. Right, fucking hell! It looks like a plastic fanny. <laughs> no nice way of saying that. Um, so the Philips Smart Sleep. That's what it's called. If you want to have a bit of a go, I'll give you a minute. Oh, and it's called the Philips Smart Sleep. Give you a second. Yeah, are you there? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, so the Philips Smart Sleep uh, is a wake-up alarm clock, which also acts as a light, and people are ridiculing it as it looks like a plastic fanny or a bit like a butt depending on what you've been doing with your butt to make it look like that. Anyway, an alarm clock by an electronic giant, Philips, has prompted you to use... When people write articles, why do they write the same headline opener three times, just in a slightly different way, to make it look like I don't know how to fucking read? What's that about? Anyway, it's designed, suggesting it looks like a sex toy, is being questioned by many social media users. So the Philips titled Smart Sleep, Sleep and Wake Up Light features a hole in the middle of its design, prompting numerous users on social media to wonder what the hole in the middle for is there for and what are the reasons or its purpose behind its design. So a user said um, the alarm clock questioned is also squishy looking and the material on the front. You need to see this. You need to see this. If, if you are listening to this, um, I think I've got a few listeners still on, haven't I? Please just have a quick Google <clears throat> at the Philips, what did I say it was? The Philips Smart Sleep, Smart and Wake Up Light. If you put in the Philips Smart Sleep, I'm sure it'll ping up. Um, um, yeah, it looks... I mean, it looks more like an arse, if I'm honest. I'm doing proper, I'm zoomed in here, I'm proper looking. Um, so the post went viral after reaching 99,000 likes on social media platform, which saw many join in on the questioning about its design, many comparing it to the sex toy, um, the fleshlight. Uh, one user wrote, now i got to take the alarm clock with me and when I leave the house because my man can't be trusted with it. <laughs> Oh dear, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is pretty it is pretty outrageous as a design. I don't quite know what they're going for. Do you know that's worrying as well? It's quite fleshy in colour as well. I don't know if that can be changed because it's like a nightlight, but it is a bit questionable. It looks a little bit like a glory hole. <laughs> you can just imagine if some man decides to chuck his meat in between that, his little bollocks slapping the snooze button. <laughs> With every thrust, he's getting 10 more minutes in bed. 
Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, dear. That is that is brilliant. Um, yeah, it's a very questionable design. The thing that worries me, though, is obviously this plugs into the mains. So if you... I'm not suggesting anybody is going to do this, but if you are thinking about getting a few thrusts on in the morning, just be alarmed that you might get yourself in a little bit of an electrocution because, yeah, it's plugged into the power of the house. Pretty crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> right, I think we've got two more, <clears throat> two more news headlines before we move on to the Agony Aunt stuff. So the next headline reads, Greg's superfan uh, gets a huge vegan sausage roll tattooed on her leg. So if you're wondering, any international listeners that are wondering what Greg's are, they're basically um, uh, a, a bakery. Uh, we're quite famous for it in the UK. They sell they sell different sorts of cakes and pastries and stuff. Pretty nice, to be fair. Although I'm going to say it, they used to be a lot nicer before they got big. Um, now, unfortunately, they do all sorts of crazy shit, and I don't think it's quite the same quality as it once were. Anyway, the Greg Superfan, which I won't name, has permanently etched a picture of her beloved vegan sausage roll on her leg to celebrate her lifelong lasting relationship with the bakery chain. Um, lots of people like a cheeky Greg's every now and then, but only or very few that dedicated and willing to declare their love for the high street baker permanently. Greg's superfan Blankety Blank asked a mate at the tattoo studio where she works to ink a vegan sausage roll on her leg. Now, I don't mean to be rude. How the, why don't you just say a sausage roll? Just say a sausage roll. Because I'm not being funny, a sausage roll is identical to a vegan sausage roll. There's no visual difference. It's all in the taste. And to be quite frank with you, um, I've heard good things about the vegan sausage rolls. Um, I've got a few friends who, funnily enough, are vegan. <laughs> They've told me eight times. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, that a lot of them swear by how nice they are. Although, apparently, they do go cold pretty quick compared to a bit of meat. Oi, oi. Um, but yeah, so she got a vegan tattoo of a sausage roll on her leg. That's dedication right there. Her artwork was carried out by her friend and colleague at the tattoo studio where she worked, um, who jokingly suggested that she give, she give the lady the tattoo after noticing her lunch habits. The pair then worked together um, to design the tattoo and then later had it on the 21st of October. I must admit it's a pretty good tattoo. I ain't going to lie. It's a pretty cute little tattoo. They put little oogly eyes on it in a Greg's bag and stuff. Although, if I'm honest with you, if that was me and I was the tattoo artiste, I'd be a little bit of a prick. And just when I'm just putting the last little bit of shading in, I'd lean over, not in a sexual way, but I'd lean over and I'd go, <sighs> I don't mean to be horrible, but I'll put a bit of beef in there as well. <laughs> it's not just fungus. <laughs> and then she'd be like, no! <laughs> Pass me the saw. I've got to chop my leg off now, you bastard. <laughs> oh, it is good. Oh, I do like a good laugh. I really do. I bet the neighbours think I'm absolutely mental, you know, just sitting in the kitchen laughing away to myself. <laughs> but yeah, a very cute tattoo. I must admit, it is, it is quite cute. I just don't know why you need to say it was a vegan one. Just say it's a fucking sausage roll, will you? <laughs> oh, we've got Lana in. How you doing? Over on the Discord. Uh, she's adding to the story. There's worse things of than ha there's worse things than having a sausage roll tattooed, like your ex's name. 
Whoa. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I've, I've got gem on me as well. So things go south. I've got to find another gem. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got quite a few random tattoos because I've got a few friends in the tattoo industry. Some are vegan. They tell me all the time. <laughs> and, um, so I've got a few tattoos, right? And um, the one that my missus absolutely hates with a passion is one I got on my wrist of um, when Michael Jackson passed away. Don't worry, I didn't get a portrait. Jesus Christ, that would have been scary. Um, I got his symbol. Do you know his King of Pop um, MJ sim symbol? I got it on my wrist. Now, it's not a bad tattoo. It's just the logo. It's nothing too sexy. And then I've just got the date of his, his birth date and his death date. I do regret getting it and for two reasons. For one, it bled like a motherfucker. When I got it done, I was sat there like, hee-hoo, it fucking bled like a bitch it did. And because of that, unfortunately, it's a bit patchy. And it looks a little bit shit. And I do regret getting the date underneath it. I could have probably got away with just the symbol. But no, silly socks over here. I have to go and get the date as well. But it's it's kind of covered up now, really. Not out of choice. I'm not, I'm not one of them people that gets ashamed of me tattoos. Unless I've got a vegan sausage roll or something like that. <laughs> but no, I have it covered up by me watch. So, um, yeah, you don't really see it. But Jen went bonkers about that. I literally rang her up on the way home of having it done years ago. Obviously, 2009, wasn't it, when he passed away? And I said, don't go mad, but you're going to go mad. So you might as well go mad. Go mad, because I'm not with you. Go bonkers. And I got a tattoo this morning, and she was fucking fuming. She was like, you're joking. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not. And she's like, yeah, it didn't get down very well. What's the saying? It went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> so, yes, uh, just be careful what tattoos you get. How clever was that? You, you get it. Only you get that joke. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty. You've got to be careful what tattoos you get because it's really easy to get tattoos that you regret. I don't think she'll regret this sausage roll. Oh, sorry, the vegan sausage roll. I don't think she'll regret that. I must admit it is quite cute. I'm not going to lie to you. Um... The last news story before we move on to the Debbie Downer stuff of the podcast reads, woman finds whole chicken head in order. Oh, Jesus, I can't even take the piss out of that. A woman finds a whole, a whole chicken head in her order of wings saying, I threw it and I screamed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's been worse things found, but that must have been a bit grim. So anyway... So the lady ordered a bucket of chicken wings from her local takeaway and she squeamed when she saw the beady eye of a chicken staring back up at her from her supper. Yeah, there's no mistaking that. That's not like a mistaken identity. Oh, it looks like a rat, but it's just a really funky piece of chicken. No, it's an actual chicken head. Um, it's pretty fucking grim. It's fried as well. <laughs> Do you know what makes that brilliant? Is someone's fried that and still... Not notice that, because it's a chicken head. So the guy's like chucking the chicken in the fryer. Oh, it's been a long day today. Chucking it in, taking it out, chucking it in, taking it out. Then putting some chicken on as well. <laughs> and then chucks a whole fucking chicken head in the fryer. And as it's frying away to itself, still doesn't realise it's a chicken head. And then it gets served. Woo! It's fell through a lot of loopholes there, as. Um, she said that she ordered a bucket of chicken wings from her local pizza place. That's where you're going wrong. You don't go to a fucking pizza shop for chicken. Um, um, so, yeah, she ordered it. Took it into it. I hope, oh, God. You bet she had a belly full of chicken at the time as well. I bit into a wing 
And, you know, all was fine at this point, she told the news. I picked up a second wing, and all of a sudden, I was like, why, that is a weird shape, isn't it, love? Once she got over her shock, she took a few photos of the unappetizing snack and then posted them online. Um, I just had to post it on my social media because not, it's not every day you open up a box of wings and get greeted by a chicken's head instead. It's just one of those wings, she said. It's trying to be funny there. Um, it's one of those things, I think that's meant to say, but they put wings instead because, you know, the writer's letting loose there. Um, it's, I suppose it's part of the chicken, she said. It could have been. Yeah, that's true. Could have been a pair of testicles. That would have been booking something to fry about, wouldn't it? Big hairy pair of balls with a little bit of batter on them. <laughs> now, I'm not so, I'm no expert when it comes to chickens, but I'm pretty sure no chicken packs a pair of testicles like those. Um, so, yeah, it could have been worse. Fair point. Point taken, Kevin Bacon. Um, is that it? Is that the whole story? Just apart from the fact that she never expected to open the container and find a chicken head winking back at her. You live and learn. <laughs> anyway, um, jumping into the Discord chat real quickly. Um, there's a lot of chat going on here. Uh, Steve said, I have to take a break from tattoos this year. Got two arms full of them. I hope they're your own arms and not, you're not like got them, you carry around me in a bag. That's all sorts of weird. Yes, do you know what? I love me tattoos. I do. But um, to be fair, I could have them all right now, to be honest. I won't go as far as a vegan sausage roll or anything as crazy as that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind some tattoos on my legs, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, because I've always got my legs out. I went to a comedy show last night, and for the first time in almost a year, I had to put my legs away. Yeah, didn't like that. I'm always walking around in shorts. I live in them, literally live and breathe shorts. Short life. Everybody's talking about short life. <laughs> I just love them. I love being in shorts. They're comfortable. They get air to the right places. It's just lovely and comfortable. Um, and for the first time in, yeah, about a year, I had to put jeans on, and I felt so restricted. I felt like, you know, when you hug a relative you've not seen for a long time at Christmas, and the hug kind of lingers for a bit longer than it needs to linger. Go, oh, hello, love. I've not seen you in a while. Give me a hug. And then they hug you. Yeah. And you're about 20 seconds in thinking, okay, now this has got a bit weird. <laughs> That's how I felt about um, my jeans. I just felt like I was constantly being hugged in places I had no intention of being hugged. And I was there all night with them. And uh, all night long, they were hugging my legs, making me feel all sweaty. I wasn't actually sweaty. I just felt like I was going to be really sweaty. So, um, yeah, I don't like it. Leave me alone. Let me express my legs how I choose to express them. But yeah, I went to a comedy show in Nottingham yesterday and it was absolutely bloody fantastic. Who was the chap I went to see again? Let me have a quick look. I'm shit with names, so I won't I won't guess the name. But the guy was called... Where are you, mate? Uh, Ross Noble is his name. Um, is a com is a comedian from the UK. Uh, long hair. Uh, he's He was actually really fucking funny. He had me in stitches. He really did. I was crying with laughter. He just had a really good witty way of like people turning up late to the show. And um, he made like a whole 20 minute skit out of just taking the piss out of these two people turning up late. It was brilliant. It was so golden. So if you ever do get the chance to see him, Ross Noble, definitely do. Because he was an absolute hoot. Really enjoyed him. Um, 
What's this then? Uh, Lana's saying, I'm going to Kevin Bloody Wilson tonight. That's going to sound really bad, but I don't know who he is. So I'm going to do the old Googles. Kevin, not Kevin Bacon, Google. I didn't say bacon. I could eat some bacon. Uh, Kevin Wilson. Wilson? Kevin Wilson? Um, Kevin Wilson? Kevin, oh, you weren't fuming about calling him Kevin Bloody Wilson. That's his actual name. He's an Australian music performer. What's he sang? What's he known for? Because I've got a funny feeling I'm going to know this chap, but I just can't place who he is. I'm probably having a few people listening to the podcast shouting at me right now, going, you know who he is. He sang this or he did that. So, um, oh, he's a comedic singer. Oh, okay. He's a singing comedian. Jeez, that sounds like a rock. That sounds like a lot to take in, that does. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next story, moving on from the chicken head. We're going to talk, we're going to do the Debbie Downer stuff. So if you are new to the podcast, this part of the podcast is basically where I go scouring around on the internet like an old pervert and I find funny um, agony aunt stories. So basically an agony aunt, if anyone's completely clueless to what that is, is people that write into so-called professionals and ask for advice in regards to their relationships, friendships, phobias, fears. I try my best to find some funny ones or potentially funny ones. And then we read them together. And then I kind of answer back as if I've they've written to me. But just to be perfectly crystal clear, nobody has written to me um, these are just ones that I found on the internet because nobody in the right logical mind would ever write to me for any kind of advice in regards to what to do with your willy. All I know is you took it to one side for a bit of comfort. That's about as far as I go with willy expertise. Uh, so we're going to jump into that part of the podcast as we move on to the Dear Debbie Downer. So the first one reads, Dear Debbie Downer, my husband would like to try a threesome, but I don't think it would fix our problems. Of course it won't, to make it a bit fun for five minutes. But I'll be back. Anyway, we've been together for 20 years, but the past three years have been really rough. Really fucking rough. He's doing me fucking head in. Been in lockdown with him for fucking nearly two years. He's a right prick. Uh, we, aren't in, we aren't intimate and hardly speak to one another. Fucking hell, it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> That's called married life, I think. Um, oh, here we go. Whew. I was a bit worried then. I thought they'd forgot to include their ages. So he is 46 and I'm 47. He twists things to make me look bad uh, when I don't even start any arguments. I bet you fucking do. Don't you fucking come here like you're some sort of saint. I'll be the first to admit I cause a few arguments sometimes. I do it when I'm a bit bored. How horrible is that? I think, you know what? Bit of a rumble tonight and I'm going to do it fully closed. And I just start some shit. <laughs> I'm getting better at it with age, but yeah. Anyway, he twists things up and makes me look bad. Uh, we were talking about our relationship and how bad things have become. And he said, I'd love to have sex with you and somebody else. Oh, has he got somebody in mind? I was so shocked. Oh, Barry, how could you? I don't really want to do it. And I'm not sure how this would even help. What do you think? Fucking no. You'd have a great time. You'd hate it. Um, absolutely fucking not. Can you imagine? Imagine your relationship being that shit and that boring that you fucking sit with him and don't speak two words for them. You basically said at the top of the fucking article he's a fucking annoying idiot. Um, no sex life or anything. And then you think, hmm, 
how do I how do I pat out the flames to this fire? Let me have a think. I know petrol. <laughs> no, it won't fucking help. Um, so let's have a look what the agony aunt said. While a threesome may be fun for some couples, for a couple like you two, with so many issues already, you could be one. You could be on hiding. What? You could be on a hiding to nothing. What the fuck does that mean? Can someone exp can someone simplify that to me? So she said, uh, for a couple like you two with so many issues already, you could be on a hiding to nothing. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh, bringing in a third party would surely add further complications, it would, to your lives. Now, help not help the relationship. Instead, read me fucking leaflet, she says. Read me leaflet and read it again. And when you've read it, close your eyes and count to fucking ten. Jesus, full of the fucking joys, this woman. Uh, but no, it would not improve. It would be great for him, by the sound of it. He sounds like he got it sussed out. I reckon he's probably, if he went yes, he'd probably pull Barbara from next door out the cupboard. He's probably already got it sussed out. No, it would not help. Keep keep his willy in his trousers and keep your legs closed and sort your shit out. Um, <laughs> I go a bit mental with these, don't I? Anyway, moving on to the next one. So the next headline reads, Dear Debbie Downer, my boyfriend only wants sex if we dress up and I hurt him. Oh, this is going to be interesting already, isn't it? So, Dear Debbie Downer, my boyfriend only wants to do the sex with me if I walk over his back wearing high heels. But I hate doing it. I thought you meant when you said hurt it. I thought at the beginning, my innocent mind kicked in. And when she said that he only wants to do a bit of knock-knock, if we dress up and I hurt him, I thought she meant his feelings. Like, <clears throat> so just before we, um, you know, progress in the lovemaking section, um, I just want to say something about um, that poem you wrote me when we were 18 for my 18th birthday. It was really fucking shit. I worked really hard on that. It was shit. Does, does that hurt you? Yeah, it does. Good. <laughs> I heard you like that, bitch. <laughs> I thought that. I was thinking more innocent, but this guy likes to be stomped on by the sound of it, wearing some high heels. Um, so he has always liked extreme forms of sex, which he's told me about in early on in the relationship. How old are you, though? We hear everybody ask. I'm he's 41, and I'm a guy. He's 41, and I'm a guy of 33. So it's two gentlemen. He used to like wearing leather outfits, which was fine. But then he got into wearing, I thought he said glasses. I was like, what's wrong with glasses? He got into wearing dresses. Then he wanted me to wear dresses. Fucking Jesus, it's like a fucking dress up and go party, this is. Which I didn't like. After a compromise together, he suggested I wear the heels while he lay on, the fr on his front. And I walked over him. Is this normal shit? Am I just like really fucking innocent or is this bonkers? It just seems mental to me. It really does. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. Help me out. Lord, give me a sign. I don't know where to go with that. It's mental. Um, I'm 14 stone, so it must have been agony, but he seemed to love it. Now he only ever wants to do sex with me if I dress up and I bloody well hurt him, which is spoiling our relationship if I'm totally honest. Do you know what you, I've got I've got an idea. It'll either work out really good or it'll work out fucking terrible. 
But I'm going to give it you anyway, the imaginary person that's not written to you, me. Are you ready? I'm just going to take a sip of me drink just to clarify that I'm on the right path. Right. Do you know if you go to a pet shop, <laughs> I'm not suggesting him to put him in a fucking harness and walking around the garden for five minutes before you take him up to bed. You know, you go to a pet shop, they have these little cans called pest spray. Basically, they're little foghorns. They're quite fun, actually. I like scaring people when they're great fun. So much. Get them from the pan shop as well, actually. Um, and basically, they're, they're, they're used as a deterrent to scare animals. So what you do is when your dog's misbehaving or your cat's pissed up the fucking pot plant again, you get this little foghorn out your pocket and it goes, and it just beeps it at them and they shit themselves and run off. What I'd suggest you do, <laughs> carry one of them in your pocket. And just before you strip down to your undies or your dress or your high heels, whatever you like to do, get that fucking hooter out. And the moment he goes, walk on me, just fucking before he's finished his sentence, meep, pip him. That's how you do it. Problem solved. And he'll shit himself. All the hairs on the back of his back will stand up. He'll go, and then he'll run out the fucking ass. That's what it says on the can anyway. But I think that works for cats and not humans. I'm just guessing. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm having a bit of a guess. But yeah, try that and let me know how you get on. <laughs> oh, dear. That's so good. <laughs> I was chirped in and says, Frankie has such a sweet mind. Hurt, hurt his feelings. Oh, I think I thought hurting would hurt him with, with a riding crop. It is mental. What? I don't even want, don't, don't tell me things like this. Please, I won't sleep at night if you tell me your crazy things like this. I won't, I won't do it. It'll be all awkward and I'll have to have a bedtime story in the light on. Not any of that monkey business. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> uh, so moving on to the next one. Um, yeah, that, that's me. That's me actual advice. Get a fucking pest deterrent and fucking bap him. Uh, the next headline reads, Too good to be true. Dear Debbie Downer, I thought I'd met the man of my dreams, but I found out he's been seeing other women. You dirty scandaling bastard! <laughs> oh, back in the room. I was swept off my feet by a man who caught my eye and my heart. You know the important bit, the heart, he caught it. Oh, he's a keeper. He seems so different to all the other guys. I honestly thought I'd met the man of my dreams. I hope I don't meet the man of my dreams. The first man I ever dreamt about was fucking Freddy Krueger. I'd rather him stay in my fucking dreams, to be perfectly honest. Anyway, the honeymoon period lasted a matter of months. But due to the COVID and the crazy amount of lockdowns, we weren't able to see one another for absolutely weeks. Oh, it was terrible. Not even hand sanitizer could save us. Uh, I'm 25 and he's 29. He didn't make any effort to keep in touch, but I tried not to read too much into it, putting it down to my paranoia. During the time I found out he had been sleeping around when we first started dating. Now that was almost two years ago. Oh, the sly dog. It shocked me, even though I nearly burped then. I do apologize. It shocked me, even though it was he was technically. Whoa, there we go, come out. Sorry, sorry, mum. Um, I hope my fucking mum don't listen to me talking on this. Even though he was technically single, he became defensive and snappy when I confronted him, comparing me to his ex. Oh, you bastard, don't go down that route. You can't come back from that one. 
Um, he also didn't tell me he loved me. Instead, he said he didn't love me yet. Oh, such a romantic man. Um, I was shattered hearing those words, and we broke up soon afterwards. What a bastard. Um, what or what or what should I do? I think you're looking better off with that. He sounds like a right old prick. Uh, when, it come, when you started it off and it was like, I think I've met the man of my dreams. It's too good to be true. I was thinking, oh, he must be a right keeper, this guy. There's nothing in that little article that paints him out to be a keeper. I mean, he might have a massive cock. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. He might have a right wonga that just swings around like a fucking elephant trunk. I don't know. But I don't know that's enough. Especially when he's sharing it. So fuck him off. Do better. Love yourself, girlfriend. You deserve more. Anyway, moving on to the next. I just want to confirm I'm on no sort of drugs, by the way. Um, I must come across as a bit of a crazy head sometimes. But hey, love me or hate me. <laughs> next one reads, my unemployed boyfriend doesn't know I've resorted to sex work to pay our bills. Dear Debbie Downer, I'm fucking skint. And I started to meet an older man who pays me for sex. Oh, I'm 28 and my partner is dun, 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 30. <laughs> We've been together for two years. He doesn't work and he's so lazy. You lazy bastard. Um, he doesn't get out of bed most days. What in the fucking hell? Don't get out of bed? What is he fucking jabber the hook? Do you have to roll him roly-poly down the fucking stairs? We've been together for two years, doesn't get out of bed, recently lost his job. I'm not surprised if he gets out of his fucking bed. Um, but it only lasted recently. Oh, sorry. Recently, he got a job. Oh, Jesus. Recently, he got a job, but it only lasted for three hours. He was left. He left before his first ship was even up. Probably tired, poor guy. Uh, saying it was boring and beneath him. <laughs> it was beneath me. And the only thing I like beneath me is my fucking bed. <laughs> I'm also not working at the moment. Mum died suddenly six months ago, which caused me to have a mental breakdown. I couldn't cope, and now I'm on benefits. We've had to move into a more affordable property. Um, Because money is so tight, I agreed to meet this older man my partner knows nothing about. Um, It was meant to be for our electricity before it was cut off. I feel kind of sorry for the poor woman. I'm at a loss and I feel I can feel myself edging back to how I felt just before my mum died. This is pretty shit, isn't it, really? Um, so again, I know this person's never going to fucking hear this. But um, you're better off without him. He sounds like a right old fucking loaf. He really does. He sounds like more fucking havoc than he's worth. He really does. I mean, I mean, I t listen, people do all sorts of things for money. But the thing is, I'm probably getting serious here. I feel like I'm going to ring the woman up. Hello, love. <laughs> About that article you wrote. Um, but no, seriously, I feel kind of sorry for that woman. But the first thing she needs to do is get rid of that fucking lazy lout. Because by the sound of it, he just fucking loafs in bed all day. And then so much so he couldn't even make a fucking shift. Jesus. You're lazy, smelly, fucking good for nothing bastard. Get out, roll yourself down my stairs and fucking roly-poly yourself to the bus stop. And get yourself fucking gone, you lazy shit. That's what you need to say. Uh, just pause the podcast, write that down word for word, and I think you'll be good. I think you'll be golden. Well, on a serious note, which is okay. Anyway, moving on to the next one. I think this is the last one for this week. So the headline reads, My wife avoids foreplay because 
Dun, dun, dun. She hates her body. Dear Debbie Downer, my wife has become so self-conscious about her body that she avoids all foreplay. She insists on just going straight into the intercourse as soon as as soon as we kiss. Um, I'm 38 and she is 36. We have been together for eight years and have always and always used to have a really great sex life. But since she had since she's had our children. Uh, stopped working and become a full-time mum. She refuses to get naked and acts like making love is just a chore. It stops me enjoying it much too, so I don't last... I don't last a long time! Um, I think she has a perfect body and I've told her so, so many times. Um, I don't care that she has a little belly or a cesarean scar. God bless him. Uh, how can I get her to enjoy my sex life again? She is beginning to make me feel like there's something wrong with me for not wanting it ever. Do you know what? I think I think we're all I think we're all guilty of having just something about us that if we could change it, we would. I think we've all got it. I do. It's literally right. I'm a big dude. I, I, I mean, some people might call me a fat shit, but I'm a big dude. I've always been a big dude. There's not been a time in my life ever that I've been like really slim or chiselled. I'm just a big dude, and I've always been a big dude, and it's took me a long time into my adult life to just appreciate that I'm not unhealthy, minus me shit eyes. Um, I'm in a good spot. I'm all right. I'm active. I move around, and I, I enjoy my life the best I can. Um, and just not to, I hate using the love yourself. Love yourself, girlfriend. That's the right thing to do. No, I don't want to go down that route. But just appreciate the fact that you are who you are, and you're fucking good at being who you are as well. So all those little things that you would change. I mean, listen in a heartbeat. If I could click a button or click my fingers and make my belly disappear, I'd do it. Of course I would. I'd be stupid not to. But in the same breath, <sighs> um, I know that's not a thing, is it? It doesn't work like that. You have to work and graft at something to get where you want to be. And the truth be told, most people do this right um, and go for this almost visual perfection that they're chasing. And they soon realize that it isn't what they thought it was. And there's going to be something else they're not happy with. It might be the teeth. It might be their hair. It could be anything, you know. And I just think we always find fault with ourselves. Um, for me personally, I find all sorts of women mega attractive. It's not about fitting into a box or a or a way of or how a woman should look. I hate all that shit. I, I like women for all fucking different reasons. So... If you're feeling insecure about yourself, I absolutely guarantee you now that the person you're either with or the person you end up with will absolutely adore all those little shitty things that you hate about yourself. Apart from your trumping, you need to stop that. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, all the little things that you really hate about yourself, your other person will love. I promise you. If you haven't found them already, you will find them. Um... It's just it's just the way of the world, isn't it? So I think insecurities are part of humans. What we do, we find fault with ourselves before other people highlight the fault. I'm guilty of it. I will crack jokes. When I'm uncomfortable, I crack jokes and I kind of take the piss out of myself before anybody else gets the chance to take the piss out of me. It's a coping mechanism. It's a defensive mechanism. But I absolutely guarantee you now that every little flaw that you feel about yourself are amplified to you because it's you and are not nearly as big of a problem as you find them. Because there's somebody out there that fucking loves your big butt. 
And if you want to send me pictures of it, I'll confirm it for you. <laughs> but no, seriously, just learn learn to love yourself in the morning. Go to the mirror and give yourself a cheeky smile. And if you're feeling really fruitful, give yourself a cheeky wink as well. That was wink. Wink. W-I and not W-A. All right. Keep it clean, you mucky lots. But yeah, anyway. So yeah. Learn to love yourself, girlfriend. Learn to love yourself. But we'll, we will read what the agony aunt actually said here. So she said, if she's tired from childcare and feels unfulfilled, she will not be in a sexy mood. Oh, you're so sexy when you're doing the ironing. And um, take the pressure off her by helping out more. Who's saying he doesn't, you cheeky cow? Um, and if she's missing work, you could perhaps support her to get a part-time job. Um, can you imagine that? <laughs> I don't think that's going to work, is it? And I, I don't think that's good advice. It's the first time ever, really, apart from throwing fucking leaflets at everything. That's the first time I've not actually agreed with the agony aunt here. So you, you come home and your wife's in tears, sat there. Oh, I'm a horrible day. Oh, what sort of everything again? Oh, I hate myself. I've not been able to shift this belly since the babies have arrived. And I, do you know what, love? Get a fucking job. <laughs> Not a full-time job, just a part-time job. Get off your lazy fat art. Don't think that's going to work somehow, do you? I mean, obviously, you don't shout it at them like that, but something tells me that's not foolproof, and I think suggesting otherwise is bad news for everybody that's involved. <laughs> anyway, on the plus side, you didn't throw a leaflet at them on this occasion, which is quite rare in itself, isn't it? But there you go. That's the podcast. Yay! <sighs> confetti everywhere thank you all for stopping by checking it out thanks to you lovely lot over on the um discord server as well i hope i've kept you um highly entertained throughout the podcast thanks for joining me live i love this live feature by the way do let me know what you guys think about it. i want to hear it from both sides of the tail so if you are a discord listener i.e a patreon supporter do you like this feature do you think this is something we should do for every podcast and if you are listening in and you're not a um, Patreon supporter, do you like the fact that I've got like an avenue to interact live with people? How do you feel about that? But yeah, I'm considering all different sorts of changes to the podcast to make it a bit more juicy. I did, I did a poll last week or at least on the last podcast asking people how they felt about having more guests on the podcast. Um, I did it on Spotify. I did it on Instagram stories. And I also did it on Facebook as well, I believe. And it was staggering that most people preferred it when it's just me ranting about the world. So point taken, Kevin Bacon. And I like bacon because I'm not a vegan. So <laughs> point taken, and I think I will keep it just to myself. And if you ever do a special guest um, episode of the podcast, I'll do it as well as rather than in place of. And then that way we're all getting everything we want, aren't we? Everyone's a winner, babe. That's the truth. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Anyway, thank you for stopping by and checking out the podcast, you lovely people. If you'd like to reach out with anything podcast related, you can do so. You can do it, you know. Get your phone now. Get it. Pick it up then. And put in, go to your email and put in uh, outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. One more time. That's outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. And then you can send me a little email. You can tell me that I'm as mad as a barking bat, if you like. Or you can interact and ask questions and stuff like that. Anything you want to share, reach out. Reach out and get in contact with me. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for stopping by and checking it out. Love you loads, and I'll see you all very soon. So until next time, toodly-doo-hoo.